0: Welcome to the first episode of Just Cuz. We're doing this just cuz. Uh, I am Max Weissman, yes. and you are.
1: Sasha Cartman. Also, Weissman, though.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're both somewhat cousins. I don't know what somewhat, somewhat cousins? We are definitely cousins. We're first cousins. cousins. <laughs> We're, We're definitely family. cousins.
1: We're direct family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So we're here to talk about the incredible movie that is Across the Spider-Verse. I don't even know where to start.
1: It was incredible. I have so many words, but I can't think of any of them.
0: (laughs) I mean, we should get this out of the way. 10 out of 10, if you want the non-spoiler review, we'll just, like, it's good. Go see it.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing non-spoilers.
0: We're talking spoilers. I don't think this I movie can... is
1: This movie is too good yeah. not to talk about spoilers.
0: I'll we'll just say, go see it. If you're listening now, stop listening. Go to the movie theater mm-hmm. and watch it. And you're going to have a really good time. Bold
1: of you to assume people will listen to this before they watch Into the Spider-Verse, one of probably the most popular movies of the year. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think you know Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite movie of all time.
1: I do know this. We both love multiverse movies because for a while, Spider-Verse was my favorite, and then it got knocked down by Everything Everywhere all at once.
0: <laughs> I still think it's a very and... close second, but nothing has touched Into the Spider-Verse, including Across, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that, but my goodness. I yeah, I guess we'll preface with it it by saying... Into the Spider-Verse is so amazing. It blew me out of the water, especially considering I expected nothing from it. I I just heard, oh, another animated Spider-Man movie. I'm sure it'll be fun. I wasn't expecting to cry and just be moved by how amazing it is.
1: <laughs> I honestly wasn't expecting much either. I uh, I loved the first one. It was absolutely amazing. But... I didn't think that they could strike gold twice and no. they what's more than gold diamonds they found diamonds this they, time.
0: <laughs> they found the most valuable resource and that's spider-verse style animation
1: oh my god so good I've really been blown away by animation the like a animation these last few years like um Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Both we so love that. We watched it together. It was ugh incredible. <laughs> and the the visuals in this does not disappoint. It's fucking amazing. I'll
0: just say I'm not gonna go scene by scene for the entire movie, but this intro is something else.
1: I didn't. I could not believe it was an intro. Oh my god. I was when it when the title sequence came up after what it was like five minutes. And yeah,
0: I was like, what the? Fuck? What are we doing? <laughs> I just those opening credits, and you can just hear the music rising. You're and it's building. You're like, oh, this is about to be something because the music in the first one's great. Expected it to be great, and obviously from the get go. And then you get the drum beat and the ripples out going because of it. A And then the amazing dialogue of Gwen just saying, like, there's a guy bitten by a radioactive spider, and he's not the only one. And I heard him, and he's not the only one. And I'm just like, oh, my God.
1: It was, it was breathtaking. And can I just say, the animation of Gwen's world, where where when she is sad the whole world is blue and dark and when she gets a little bit of love from her father the whole world brightens up like me just describing it does not do it justice it was beautiful it was crazy and it 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 separated itself from miles's world so well and i even though the two of them are (laughs) even though the two of them are drawn in very similar ways as opposed to many of the other Spider-Man. A a lot of their uh, art is in the similar style. Their worlds are polar opposites. And I love that. Like her, her world is completely um, expressionist and, um, and, you know, color and And surreal is, is comic book. Is comic book accurate to our world? You know, damn. Who fucking in the drew first this movie, Gwen's <laughs>
0: world was watercolor, so you knew it had to be special. But in the second movie, the walls are dripping. It's, it's dripping. gorgeous, and the way that when Captain Stacy confronts her, and the backgrounds are shifting to emphasize their emotions, it's yes. it's breathtaking. And then-
1: the one that got me was that they're hugging, and it's bright, and she's bright, and then it, it's, like, emanating from her, and then the second his police radio goes off, he turns, and he's still bright, but she's blue again. Yep, yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why did they have to go that hard on the animation in color? Why did they color? have
1: to go that hard? It was also a fucking hilarious movie. Yes. It was so funny.
0: <laughs> We're going to get into it a lot more as we talk about all the new spider man but I'll just say, as far as humor goes, I'm obsessed with Spider-Punk.
1: Obsessed with Spider-Punk. Hovey is... I want a poster of him on my yep. wall. He's my new king. That was the funniest thing and when he was interacting with peter's baby it was everything to me
0: he's just like oh come off it (laughs) bro it's
1: like taking a dump on the establishment i respect it
0: (laughs) but yeah back to the intro because we got to talk about vincent van gogh vulture the moment that i saw him and his different animation and the way that every new frame there would be like a calculation or some sort of blueprint and it, it was it was just shifting every which way oh my god from that moment god, on it was
1: it was spectacular and she what are you some kind of parchment man
0: <laughs> don't use fire <laughs> it's... Oh,
1: yeah no the you knew immediately because obviously from the first spider verse there was lots of, you know, playing with animation styles. Um there, you know, Spider Pig and Penny. They were and Noir Spider-Man. They were all different animation styles, slightly different in Miles' world. Um and the animation in that film is beautiful. Right. This Almost. pumps it up to eleven and just like imparts every other kind of Animation that you could possibly imagine. There's Lego animation in this. There's stop motion Lego animation in this.
0: You're one of our best.
1: There's... Yes, <laughs> one of our best. There's old school comic dot animation in there. It's crazy. Oh my God.
0: And the way that in this new movie they overlap animations, which, like you said, they did in the previous movie. But in this movie it's animation styles that by all logical sense should not work together, but they just flow and it's just it's gorgeous to look at.
1: Yeah, like they they stand out, obviously, because they're supposed to, but they work so well. I'm reminded of this scene, I know this is further in the movie, but I'm reminded of the scene when they're in I forget the name of it, but it's like India. <laughs> When they're in India, Moonbatten. in the other world, huh?
0: Moombatan.
1: Yes, Moombatan, yes. When they're there, there's four Spider-Men, uh, spider people, and <laughs> they are they are all slightly different animations, and they just ebb and flow so well together, and you think that it's going to be... You think that Hobie is, you know, absurd at first. Like, I saw him come in, and I was like, whoa, is he gonna be changing like that the whole time? Yeah. Like, flickering back and forth? Just, yep, and then he, he is. does, and I'm like, it, it works, works so well. well. You
0: barely notice. And when you do notice, you're just thinking about how much work and just effort went into it. It's Beautiful.
1: Just every single drawing. So
0: Fantastic. I'm I'm gonna jump back to the beginning just so that yeah, we can get sure. out of that. Cause two yeah. more <laughs> things I want to mention. God. I'm <laughs> no, no. not good at that. <laughs> I want to jump around too. But two more things I want to mention about the beginning is the introduction of Spider-Man 2099 and his just jaw-dropping light motif, that musical sting, where it's the na na na. Holy crap! I. <laughs> I love that music.
1: <laughs> that was so good. It was and 2099 is Miguel, right?
0: Yeah, Miguel.
1: Yeah. Miguel He I know he was a bad guy, but he fucking stole the show. Yeah. I swear to God. He was so interesting. <laughs> like I, I want to talk like,
0: about his he, character later because he's got yes, a lot of interesting definitely. work on him.
1: But even from the beginning, like we saw him in the um the post credit scene in the last spider verse movie and he was mysterious you don't if you don't read the comics you don't know pretty much anything about him you're like who the fuck is this guy I
0: read <laughs> and... comics and I barely know anything about him
1: Yeah I was like someone said Spider Spider-Verse 2099 and I was like I've heard that before I don't know what it is <laughs> But um he was just from the just from the get go, he had a distinctly different aura than all of the other Spider-Men. And like, I think Peter says it later, it's like, um, uh, you're not funny. We're supposed to be funny.
0: <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> and you
1: know that. Yeah. You know that from the second he comes on screen because like he's with Gwen and with um, the other Spider-Woman. Courtney. Jessica Drew. Jessica Drew, yeah. I only saw it once. He saw it twice. This isn't fair, people who are listening to this. Um, But uh, Jessica Drew um, and Gwen, they're both quippy. You know, Jessica's obviously more um, professional, but they're both quippy. They're both having, you know, fun, having a decent time. And Miguel is just all business. There's no
0: fun to be had when he's working.
1: No fun to be had. He is the fun police.
0: (laughs) But yeah, then they stop the helicopter from falling and that is so amazing to look at, just the visuals. And then Captain Stacy confronts Gwen and it's so heart-wrenching.
1: When he trained that gun back on her the second time after he knew it was her, I lost it. I was like, no, Captain Stacy, you cannot do this. What are you doing? You can't possibly think she murdered Peter.
0: And then she goes through the portal, and then just cut to black, Columbia Presents. And I'm just like, what is going on? Are you yeah. you seriously doing this?
1: Uh, it was a ride. It was a ride those first five minutes, whatever it was. Then we go back to Miles, of course. Um, and it's been a year for Miles.
0: And He's ripped.
1: He, he's fucking ripped and his shoulders are Yeah. oh my god i was like hello miles miles
0: (laughs) calm down
1: calm down man (laughs) he's throwing himself in his work you know he lost all his friends it's sad
0: (laughs) doesn't really have the other
1: yeah he unlike every other spider-man decided not to make regular mortal friends (laughs) and he's like i only associate with spider people actually
0: and only spider people who I cannot currently talk to.
1: He's still dealing with Uncle Aaron's death and um, the loss of his friends from the other dimension. Um, Aunt May moved away, and I can't help but think that was just because they could not get um, Lily to come back. <laughs> but, you know, I love her. I would see her at any I I <laughs> but... definitely
0: was... In the back of my head, expecting Aunt May to be the Nick Fury of this universe for some reason.
1: I don't think they need one. No, (laughs) they definitely do not need one. They're all spider people. But you know what? I think she might... I think we might see her again.
0: We're definitely going to have a large portion of this talking about speculation of the third movie.
1: (laughs) Surprise! There's a third movie. (laughs) This one ends on a cliffhanger. I was not expecting that. Really? Really? because no i haven't been following anything for spider verse i i saw the first trailer and i stayed away from everything cuz i didn't want to color my opinion i saw the trailer and i was like this is amazing this is they're going to do it again it's going to be great and i i know that contradicts what i said earlier how i didn't expect anything but whatever <laughs> i didn't i don't like to watch later trailers because movies when they put out the teaser trailer It gets me hype, and then future trailers, they just start giving away the whole movie. Like, I just watched the newest Barbie trailer, and I'm so hyped for the Barbie movie. Oh, my God. It's fucking amazing. And they just, like, gave away a bunch of the fucking movie, and I was like, stop it. I
0: didn't want to know Barbie came into our world. I didn't want to know that.
1: Just, just let it be. The first one, 2001 A Space Odyssey, that was enough. Let's get off of Barbie, because I could talk about it forever, but...
0: <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying about trailers. I also cannot stay away from them. But I also knew that this was going to be a cliffhanger, because they announced this movie as a part one. So, like, way um... back when, I was like, oh, this is going to be an Infinity War endgame. And still, knowing that we're jumping forward a little, the twist got me. I knew it was ending, you know what? but...
1: I vaguely remember that, now that you say that, but I had no idea while watching the movie. Like, I remember when they announced a second one, and I'm pretty, yeah, I think I do remember them saying it was going to be two, but I had absolutely forgotten that, Um, and It just got me. I was not expecting it at all. I was like, what? I was prepared. I had been sitting there for two hours, two and a half hours. I was prepared to sit there for another two and a half hours to see how the plot ended.
0: (laughs) So yeah, jumping forward, because I just want to talk about it. I knew full well that there was going to be a twist ending. They still pulled the rug out from under me by making it that Miles is in the wrong universe. And he meets the alternate Miles. I had oh no idea God that was coming. God.
1: I literally thought that Gwen was outside listening to him reveal his secret. Identity. the way that it's edited
0: that's what it's supposed to yeah. seem. Oh, when she walks I, in I, and the I penny drops it. I drank
1: the mm,
0: like I was saying when she walks in and the penny drops yeah. i and there's, I, there's I almost nothing- oh my God. stood up
1: literally i I went to see it alone, and I was between a child and and, uh, you know, a grown man who I did not know. And if I was with my friends, I would have screamed, I think. But I was like, I have no allies here. I need to control myself.
0: Moving back, just because I guess now that we've talked about the intro, all the beautiful, like, animation in general, I just want to talk characters. Uh, Like, Spider-Man India, Spider-Man 2099 spot. All the new amazing characters. The, oh my God. There's not one that really misses. I think the weakest one is Spider-Man, 20, or Spider-Man India. But that's only because he's supposed to be a classic teen Spider-Man with a classic story.
1: I also think that he didn't really need to stand out as much because we started off going to his universe. And it was like his home turf. Why would he have to stand out in his home turf? His world was already amazing. But then also, um, it was just, it was showing us the classic Spider-Man story, like you said. Um, and I think that was the point, especially with the canon event um, that was supposed to happen but didn't. Um, I think that is, that was the point of him being... I think
0: I don't Spider-Man. even know Spider-Man. what I'm complaining about because you're right. He is, he's like the classic Spider-Man who's in love with the detective's daughter and he hasn't gone through the trials that make someone Spider-Man. Like that, the trials yeah, are in the movie, but he doesn't yeah, go through the that. Yeah,
1: point, the point of, yeah, he's so happy-go-lucky. His hair is always perfect. He doesn't have to work out because he's naturally buff. Genetics. And <laughs> his life is perfect. Um, and that is supposed to be changed by the canon event by, uh, his girlfriend's dad, who's a police captain, dying. And that doesn't happen thanks to Miles. Um, which I, I, as soon as, as soon as Spot, the bad guy, showed, um, like kind of melded with Miles or whatever and showed him the future. I knew that's where this was going. I was like, oh, we're going to touch what can and can't be changed from a Spider-Man story. Yes. And I thought that was genius to do in a movie with a million different Spider-Men. <laughs> I'm going to say it like a last name, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah, this whole <laughs> constant in the universe where every you know captain who is police captain who is close to spider-man is destined to die i i really liked that how like obviously it makes sense as a narrative point of view spider-man has to lose everyone like as a mentor but tying every story together and even having Miles lose his uncle, and how Spider-Man always has to lose an uncle. I loved that twist in the original movie, and they twist it even further.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Okay, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Can we talk about the fact that um, Donald Glover is in this
0: movie? (laughs) Okay, we can talk about that.
1: (laughs) I'm dying. I- I lost it. Literally- You know how I said I had to control myself between these two strangers I was sitting next to? I did not in that moment. (laughs) I lost it. I went, oh my god, it's Donald Glover. He's finally the prowler. It's, It's about fucking time. Him sitting in a box saying, it's rude to stare. And then later when they're chasing Miles going, boo. Boo. (laughs) It was all I ever wanted. It was incredible.
0: I think he looked a little small scaling wise compared to everything else. But that's probably only because I've seen this movie three times now.
1: You saw it again?
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot get over... Just Like you said, the humor in this movie, there's emotion. There's family weight behind every uh, decision that every character makes. But it's also just hilarious. And I think around this time is when Spider-Punk is introduced. And I really do. Like, we talked about his animation. How every other frame, a piece of his clothing, would switch to a different color. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God.
1: Everything about him was in flux, and I loved that. And... The fact that his like it's a really a credit to the to the writers to the editors who are pacing this film like that every one of his jokes landed. They didn't they didn't seem like too much because like he comes in and he is and the, we already have a jokester. We have the two straight men. We have Miles and Gwen who as as um Mumbatum, is that it? Did I say it wrong? Oh no, I, I think his,
0: you did it. Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> I literally forgot since you told me I think five minutes ago. I
0: I said it wrong. Uh, I think you said it right.
1: Okay. um, But the Peter from that world is already being a jokester, talking about how much uh, sexual tension there is between <laughs> Miles and Gwen, and which is already hilarious and amazing. And then um, Spider-Punk Hobie comes in, and he is another jokester but like to another level and and uh, you know a completely different kind of you know he's he's like like an anarchist uh, prankster yeah and he is just every single one of his jokes land it do you know there's there's um things that actors say and uh, like uh, actors and directors say is like um drama is easier than comedy because for drama you need the emotion and it's not too difficult to invoke emotion if you're really in it you can invoke emotion but for comedy you need so many different things to go your way you need pacing you need audience reception you need um you need the joke to be funny in the first place and (laughs) Everything that Hobie did. I'm just praising him right now. But everything that Hobie did was so funny. It's a real credit to the to like I said, the writers and the editors. Because um they were there were really dramatic moments. We were uh they were trying to stop spot. Um and they were like, <laughs> um I, what was it was like one of his first joke, big jokes, and it was like um Miles is like, you're not a you're not a joke, right? Everyone's like, "Nope, not a joke, not funny." And then he's like, "I don't believe in comedy." <laughs>
0: and, just and kidding. It was like a
1: really serious moment, and it was just absolutely hilarious. And he kept he kept doing that kind of thing. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. Over and over again, and which and it can get tiring really easily. That kind of joke, but it
0: wasn't. It's the way that daniel kalua i think i said his last name right but the way that he nails the lines like uh, i think he says i I don't want to be in a band or i don't like being in a band and then miles is just like but you're you're in a team he's like consistency either
1: yeah i don't like consistency i don't believe in consistency (laughs) yeah everything is i don't believe in i don't believe in bands i don't believe in consistency
0: (laughs) oh my god he He might have been my favorite character out of all of the new Spider-Men, but that isn't to discount the fact that, like, Miles and Gwen get so much focus in this movie and you find out so so much much more about them. I wasn't expecting so much focus on Gwen either. I mean, just from the opening where you learn more about her family life. It's... Mm -hmm.
1: I... I don't don't want to say I was expecting it because I wasn't but I knew that they had to take it in a slightly different direction than just focusing on Miles being the fish out of water, Um, which there is some of that in this movie. But, um, you know, Miles learning the ropes is the first movie, and it's exquisite, but you need to go somewhere else. Okay, how do we go somewhere else? Well, we can give some focus to some other spider people and i thought gwen was an excellent choice um because i mean who else were you going to pick spider pig no <laughs> but um no she was she was incredible in this movie who does her voice haley steinfeld yep
0: yeah she does she perfectly. was excellent <laughs> the cast like in general really amazing
1: yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry but Every time Peter, uh, Peter Parker, old Peter Parker spoke, I heard Nick from New Girl. I was like, You can't do this to me. <laughs> I mean, his
0: character is also just Nick from New Girl as Spider Man. He absolutely
1: is, absolutely is. And that happened to me in the last one. But the last one, he was, um, very sad. <laughs> and Nick is, Nick from New Girl is not. He's not consistently that sad. He'll be sad sometimes, but he's not consistently that sad. So I was able to separate it easier. But this time he was just so happy and funny and talking about his baby. And I was like, just hold my baby. This is Nick. This is Nick from New Girl. His spider baby. What was her, her? Is her name May?
0: Mayday Parker.
1: Yeah, Mayday. Well, I thought he was just calling her Mayday. Is her name actually Mayday? Yeah. That's hilarious. That's a ridiculous thing to name your child. I can't believe that Mary Jane let you do that. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. hilarious.
0: <laughs> I mean, her first name is also Mary Jane, so...
1: Yeah, but May Day is different than Mary Jane.
0: <laughs> Let's admit both are stupid. <laughs> like the Spider-Verse and Arachnoid multiverse
1: Oh, yeah, no, the Arachnoid-Human-Multiversal interface or whatever. Ah! I only saw it once and I remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> that Jesus Christ. So good. So funny. Um, but no, Mayday was fucking hilarious, the little spider baby. <laughs> I okay, I don't know if this uh was on anyone else's minds, but <laughs> when I saw her, I was like, all I could think about was that one comic where mary jane dies because spider-man because peter had poisoned her with his radioactive semen
0: (laughs) i think i'm mixing them up but like no spider-man one last day is a different story but i know what you're talking about where it's really really weird it's like why did you do that i was
1: like i don't know why they went in that direction in the comics but i will thank them every day for that because it's amazing (laughs) and um, not that I want Mary Jane dead, I love her, but I thought that was the funniest direction they could possibly take it and for some reason when I saw that cute little baby with Mary Jane's hair and eyes, I could not stop and, and Spider-Man's web shooters and s- spider powers I could not stop thinking about that
0: <laughs> Just dead Mary Jane from radioactive spider sperm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just moving on to serious topics. Very serious. Serious
1: topics. No more sperm. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no more (laughs) sperm talk. I wanted to talk about what, like, obviously Spider-Man 2099 and his character and projecting that he's doing onto Miles, but also what constitutes a canon event in his eyes.
1: Right. Um... So he said the police chief thing is he can an event. I would assume that being bitten by a radioactive spider is one. <laughs> and um, what else defines Spider Man? I would assume falling in love. Yeah. Um, but that might not be on Miguel's radar. <laughs>
0: there's um, there's a lot of confusion, and I have. Honestly, confusion only because I've been thinking about this nonstop since I first watched it. But everything that is labeled as canon under Miguel's eyes is written by God, I think her name is Lila, that robot. Yeah. And Who is she? And like obviously it's all good things, but say that canon event where the Inspector Singh was supposed to die and Pravati Parker was supposed to learn the life lesson, Miles saved him. Nothing bad happened. So, technically, was it a good thing for Miles to save him?
1: Well, not nothing bad happened. A big black hole opened at the bottom of their city.
0: (laughs) But again, and even Miles says that, wasn't that spot?
1: Well, I think that's the... I think that's the big problem because we don't know. The thing for me is that Miguel's story of breaking the canon is not consistent with what he is telling Miles. His story of the reason that he knows that this is a terrible thing to do is because he broke the canon was that he, Spider-Man died and he went to his world and replaced him and decided to become that man who died and so and so that he could presumably get his family back he said Rick and Morty he didn't is. say yeah he didn't yeah it's Rick and Morty he didn't say i used to have a family and they're gone and i'm looking i was looking for a new family he said in that world i had a family so i don't know if his family died and he tried to bring them back that way or if he just was like, I'm I'd like a kid, yeah, so that'd I'm be gonna cool. go take this other guy's kid. So, yeah, he That's just weird. But... <laughs> pops
0: into a universe and stays there for a prolonged time, that universe mm-hmm. dies and Peter B. Parker might have been there. We're definitely gonna yeah. see more of this in the third movie.
1: Obviously. Because I think it's very I think it's very inconsistent and I think You know, I don't think just you being in that world would cause it to end.
0: There's something more happened.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because Peter was because Peter Peter B. Parker was there. And why was Peter B.
0: Parker there?
1: Yeah. How did he get there? How were you stabilized in that world with a with a wristband, like not glitching out if it's not your world? How did you know? you needed that stuff in the first place you know it's 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 a mystery it is he's obviously keeping that stuff close to his chest and any (laughs) any villain who when when someone who's against the villain says we're supposed to be the good guys and then the villain goes we are and i'm like (sighs) I don't think you are, man.
0: And I love the way that Oscar Isaac says that line. Not the first we are, but the, he turns around, looks at all the Spider-Man, and he's like, We we are. We we are. Yeah. We We are guys. We we I think we are.
1: Oscar Isaac. I I I honestly hope that you wouldn't bring him up because I'll never stop. I'll never stop talking about him. He's so good in this role um absolute you know monotone king he's not monotone in this but <laughs> he when he's trying to be serious he is absolutely spectacular i love you oscar isaac if you're watching this for some reason <laughs> my he's friend has got a has sultry a voice out of you. Out of you. <laughs> <What>?
0: <laughs> he's got a sultry voice I think I've talked a lot about what I wanted to say for Spider-Man 2099. Like, obviously, he's saving lives. He's recruiting a bunch of Spider-Men to save lives. But at the end of the day, and like I said before, he's just projecting onto Miles. He thinks that if yeah. Miles makes one bad decision, he's going to destroy a universe. And I don't think there's any evidence about, about that.
1: Yeah. I, I might have misspoken when I said that he is a villain. Um, I don't think he's a villain because, like you said, he's trying to save lives and he has good intentions and I understand what his perspective is. Oh, now there's a world out there that doesn't have a spider man to protect it because that spider went and bit you but <laughs> um, first of all, <laughs> first of all, um, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, that was, it, like, as soon as he said that, I was like, Miles, remember what your mama said, okay? Everyone's gonna tell you you don't belong, and and you just gotta fight through that, because you absolutely fucking do fuck that guy. Sorry. You are Spider-Man. Out. But, yeah, you are absolutely Spider-Man. And he's, um, he's not a villain. He's, at this point, he's an antagonist. He's an antagonist, and... But he's still a Spider-Man, and I think we're still hoping that in the second one, he will see reason and, and not stand in Miles' way.
0: I think you put it or so it, perfectly. Yeah. Him and the spot, I guess I should say Miguel and the spot, are so perfect for antagonistic forces in this movie because they're so opposite of what they are of each other. Spot is just trying to cause as much chaos as possible, and Miguel is just trying to stop all of that chaos from happening from this origin point that is Miles getting bit, which technically, he's right, was never supposed to happen.
1: Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's very naive of Miguel to think that uh, he could stop Miles from being involved in the takedown of a villain who whose main purpose is to destroy Miles, like, who's claimed himself to be his arch-nemesis, that is not something any Spider-Man would ever step down from, Miguel.
0: Especially when their family's in danger.
1: Yeah. Their family or their pretty girlfriend.
0: Without getting, I guess, we'll move on to the spot next, because I really want to talk about him, but just foreshadowing for the third movie, I think that There's no possible way for them, for Miles, to come to that, you know, sort of satisfying conclusion where beating the spot where he's not together with Gwen. They have to be separate. Uh, That's another incursion that could be possible just from their relationship. And obviously that third movie is going to cover, no, you have to use, you know, you have to use love and you have to look at a situation with love.
1: I think it's I think it's not just love, I think it's um real teamwork because Miguel's you know, he has he runs this, you know what is it, the spider base or whatever it's called, with all those Spider Man. But none of them get a say. Miguel controls everything and along with the the AI, what's her name?
0: Lila. I could be wrong.
1: Lila, yeah. I don't know. I I hear Lila. I think Guardians Three, but <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Poor Lila. Oh my God. Just for the sake of so that we can like clearly talk about the third movie and the ending, let's talk about Spot and just like get it out of the way. Okay. I, that's the wrong way to put it because oh my God, Spot, the one who is well, hit by he's... the bagel, the
1: one who is hit by the bagel. The his first scene was. Absolutely hilarious. I know I've said that phrase a lot for this movie, but that's because it's true. and he was that guy in the street. Hey, who left this ATM here? <laughs> that killed me. Like,
0: like just I, just, I, just I, let, 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 let me rob you, you, man.
1: Please let me rob you. I'm not stealing from you. I'm stealing from the bank. They're the real criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: It's like, this is my first Sorry. time robbing someone. just don't, yeah. let, don't don't let this be a bad experience for me.
1: oh it was it was incredible he was uh so funny and then miles showed up and he's like oh i hate you i'm your arch nemesis whatever i oh my god the one unfortunately for us both this is skin (laughs) 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 that is unfortunate
0: (laughs) and the way that they mention Spot as, like, a villain of the week, because that, that is exactly who he is. I was mm-hmm. recently reading a Daredevil comic where, like, it, the Spot is just a two-bit villain trying to kidnap someone for some money. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's nothing interesting about that, but seeing the Spot from Daredevil's point of view, how Daredevil sees him, like, all of his holes on his body, it, it that was really cool. But just... Oh. seeing the spot in a movie that is so incredible and the way that they play with the fact that he's just a dumb villain with holes on him he yeah. he says holes too much too they point that out he but...
1: says holes way too much um the first thing that I thought when he came on screen was polka dot man and then I was like that's DC <laughs>
0: But it, it's the same idea of, like, going to the bottom of the barrel and grabbing a villain yeah. that someone thought of in the 60s or 70s and just being like, let's utilize this. Let's make this mm-hmm. sing.
1: And the fact that his name is Spot. Like, I know he's the Spot, but his name is Spot, like a dog, like a fucking dog, and that's hilarious to me. Um... And
0: when Miles, like, pets him and the wording goes, good cow. <laughs> Like Miles just pats him on the (laughs) head. What
1: are you, some sort of cow? (laughs) And then Gwen says the same thing. That was good.
0: But the way that he uses portals and momentum to kind of move around.
1: Yeah, and when he went like into his spots and got stuck in that liminal space and went through different holes to (laughs) to get to different worlds. That was just so funny. You just see him he went to the Venom universe. There were so many live action crossovers in the style of Who Frame Roger Rabbit. I, I wasn't loved expecting it. it. So mu- Me neither. There was the Venom universe. There was well, Miguel made a reference to uh the MCU and to Doctor Strange and to uh Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the in the opening battle with Gwen.
0: Called him a little nerd. And the
1: vulture. Yeah, they're a little nerd in, and Dr. Strange. And I was like, ah! And then there was obviously our king, Donald Glover, as the prowler. And, yeah. um, Oh, yeah, it wasn't just the Venom universe. It was the convenience store lady from Venom who is... I don't care if
0: you're tearing holes in space time. I, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Are you going to pay for your gum?
1: I, when he... Yeah, no, when he took that gum, I was expecting her to say, you didn't pay for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then there was, they showed us clips. They showed us a close-up clip of of my my Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. I love him to death. Ugh, his movies are terrible, but I still love him. And, guilty pleasures. <laughs> yes, guilty pleasures indeed. And then, no, he's just, I just love Andrew Garfield. It's not even his Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but and then it was um there. They showed Toby and they showed uh, Uncle Ben dying in the first Spider-Man movie. And that was so powerful when they were talking about Uncle Ben. And I was like, oh, my God, Toby, they're literally all here. This is crazy.
0: I don't know if you have seen Spectacular Spider-Man, but they also showed that and even had the voice actor for Spectacular Spider-Man come up and say a line. Have you, have you seen that show?
1: No, I haven't. But was that the short guy? Yes. The Spider-Man that was shorter than all the other ones? Okay. I knew he was someone important, but I didn't know who he
0: was. Yeah, that was a show in the early 2000s that was unrightfully canceled. And I know there's someone listening to this podcast right now and they're like, yes, he mentioned Spectacular Spider-Man. I love him. (laughs) Because I also love Spectacular Spider-Man. Great show.
1: It was so good. I like how there were there were so many different Spider Men and like all different kinds of Spider People. There was there was one in a wheelchair. There was um the the what the Avatar one. She was cool and she's she's gonna be on Gwen's team. She's she, yeah.
0: She's definitely oh. gonna be in the future. I There's know. also
1: I don't know who she is.
0: Uh Spider Bite.
1: Oh, Spider Bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Said that that's right <laughs> it
0: looks like the the t-rex spider-man was like drawn in ms paint i loved that
1: the t-rex the horse spider-man oh on three
0: God.
1: and the way that the way that when miguel called all of their uh called them all and said stop spider-man <laughs> and they all looked at each and they did the pointing spider-man <laughs> <Yeah>. thing
0: <laughs> oh good. that entire Do scene good. is that... just perfect
1: that thing that thing will live on till eternity. That meme will be the only thing that the aliens find of our civilization and culture. They're like,
0: were they all Spider-Men? I wish. <laughs> were they all? I they wish. All <laughs> <justice>? <laughs> but I guess finishing off the spot, because there's one more thing I wanted to mention about him, is that, especially the flashbacks, but the way that he looked like a sketch, and the fact that he was pretty creepy, and then he went into the Collider... And he got scary. Like, the way that he yeah. turned around and said, Our future, my jaw future, dropped. Yeah.
1: And the fact that it was, I love the fact that it was a sketch. And it was like, it was like, it hasn't been drawn yet. Exactly. It's been outlined. And I was like, whoa. They, none of them said that, but I just, I just. No, they it. definitely <laughs> didn't say that
0: wow. because you just said that and you blew my mind. <laughs>
1: yay well thank you um no i that was the first thing i thought and i was like it's 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 still on the storyboards it hasn't been drawn yet and it hasn't been
0: colored in yet at least yeah oh my god amazing and just like obviously i would have i would have loved to see 20 more minutes of transformed spot where it's opposite of him all being black and his spots are just white swirls i think but I think you'll get that yeah in next that's one. clearly i every viewer of this movie is going to want to see more of him because that's just going to be the third movie
1: who played him
0: uh jason schwartzman
1: That makes so much sense. I was like, I recognize his voice, but I cannot place him while I'm watching this movie.
0: There's so many great additions. Obviously I mentioned Daniel Kaluuya, but both Mm -hmm. members of Lonely Island, I think there might be three members, but like the two famous members are both in this movie. uh, Andy Samberg.
1: Who does he play?
0: Ben Riley. I haven't
1: looked looked at the You know, the
0: Spider-Man who is always talking like this.
1: Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I I haven't looked at the cast at all. Oh. That is hilarious. And
0: uh the other member of Lonely Island, who I can never remember the name of, but he plays Vulture.
1: Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember Sam. Yeah. But I know who you're talking I'm about. I'm picturing him from uh-huh. Hot Rod
0: saying cool beans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, who played who played uh, the Indian Spider-Man?
0: Oh, goodness. I don't know his name, but he's the cabbie from Deadpool.
1: Okay, yeah. That's who I thought it was. No. I love him. He's hilarious. Um, That's who I thought it was, because I was like, this voice is so And it's funny. such a perfect
0: teen, happy-go-lucky voice, too. Oh, So I honestly can't think of too much else to say about this movie other than just getting right into third act spec or not third act third movie speculation mainly because this movie doesn't have a third act the third act just gets mm-hmm. rises and rises and then you're just left on and that cliffhanger. cuts
1: off i that's why i was shocked that's why i was so shocked because i was like they're not ending it here right there's no resolution <laughs>
0: The music starts playing, and they're having the voiceovers of MJ, you know, giving her speech, and then Gwen gives her speech, and it's like, no, they're they're not gonna end it here.
1: Yeah, and they did. They did, bastards. (laughs) (laughs) But it was no, it was really, it was really good. Um, We're obviously gonna see a lot of familiar, hear a lot of familiar voices. Nicholas Cage is gonna be back. John Mulaney. He better be back. He's coming (laughs) back. He's coming back um we're gonna get um daniel kalua is gonna be back obviously they're all on the team so i think all of the all of those uh major spider-man voices are gonna be back obviously including uh the spot and miguel yes Um, so excited
0: to see more of the spot i need to see more of him
1: i think we're gonna get a lot of um backstory on miguel um and is he a vampire? I'm so confused. Like what's his So name? What's his the oh, limited is he spider
0: knowledge <laughs> that I have of Spider-Man 2099. I've never read a Spider-Man comic of his. I've just experienced him bouncing into other Spider-Man comics. I think it's like Blade where just his spider bite is so different that it like infected him with some sort of
1: yeah, that's the kind of vibes I was getting from him. And I was like he's kind of like Blade. He's really serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, uh, <laughs> but but like what kind of spider has claws? <laughs> I don't, I don't
0: know. And what
1: did he have to inject himself with? He was injecting himself with something that went into his bloodstream. What was that?
0: I don't know. That's what that's I thought true. of like Blade where he's like trying to placate yeah. And the fact that his webs aren't webbing, it's like lasers. I need to read more Spider-Man 2099 just to understand what is going on.
1: I don't know if they're lasers because they didn't hurt people, but they were like, they were glowing in red, definitely. Yeah, no, I don't think it was just a visual difference because they did, they did a strictly visual difference for um, Jessica. And, and in that first battle with Jessica and Miguel and Gwen, they, all of their webs looked slightly different and uh, Gwen's had a little of a blue tint, and Jessica's had a little of a green tint, but then Miguel's were just straight red lasers. Yeah,
0: (laughs) which is cool looking. I loved it, but it's like, why? (laughs) So I think in the same way that this movie started out with a flashback and explanation of Gwen, I think we're gonna do that with Miguel. Him deciding to move into this universe him destroying that universe, Peter B. Parker being there, him forming this Spider Society. I think it's all going to be in that, at the at the very least, in the next movie.
1: Why do you think Peter was there? It, what what kind of what kind of speculation you got there?
0: I have no idea. Wait, maybe so. If Miguel came into Peter B.'s universe and eventually destroyed it. Does that mean that Peter B. MJ and his kid are living in this pocket dimension like created by Miguel? Cuz that could be a possibility. I, th-
1: I, I don't think so because um he said that the Spider-Man in that world had died. And P- if that was Peter's world, Peter would be the Spider-Man in that world.
0: Maybe so I am, I think- you know, jumping to c- too many conclusions.
1: I don't know. I think I think the Spider Gang, or whatever it is, I like that. Spider Gang had, had already been, I think it had already been created to some extent because w- when Miguel's backstory happened, maybe. Because how did he get there? How did he get to another world? How did he not glitch out every five seconds? Why was Peter there? How did he even know Peter?
0: We you know? need to see all of this in the third movie. It needs to be explained, it needs to be explained further. How this spider jumping from a dimension not in its own biting Miles? How does that lead to the devastation of Earth forty two, where that doesn't have a Spider Man? Like, was that world technically supposed to have that Peter Parker who got bit? Like Miguel said, like, is he telling the truth? Honestly, I don't maybe, know. Maybe
1: it, I don't know if it was supposed to have a Peter. Maybe it, maybe it was supposed to have a Miles. Because I mean, are there comic? Are there comics where Miles is the Prowler?
0: There are comics where Miles isn't Spider-Man and he's evil. I don't think there is a comic where Miles is the Prowler.
1: I don't think they're basing directly off comics. I think they're just doing whatever the fuck they want, which is valid. But um, if they were doing that, then maybe in that other world, because the police chief... The the reason I'm thinking of it is because the police chief who died was Miles' dad. So... If that world's canon had that police chief dying, then I feel like the Spider-Man there was supposed to be Miles, but it ended up being Miles from a different world. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? And we're going to see, I think in about a year is when the next movie releases, which is great. I don't want to wait too long. But I think Mm -hmm. the main theme or the main crux of what I really want the third movie to be is to just be the idea that you cannot know more than you're supposed to. If you know anything about the future, you're going to make the wrong decision. All you have to do is look at a situation and do what you think is right. And that's what Miles yeah. does. That's why he saves Inspector Singh.
1: I think you're right. And that's that's the problem with all, like, not um not the problem, but that's what happens in, like, many, many, you know... Time travel media or media that has to do with knowing the future is that if you know what's going to happen, you're going to make it happen. Or whether it's good or bad, usually bad. You're going to make the decisions that make it come about.
0: That or you're just going to create an alternate reality that is somehow worse and terrible and everyone is dead or something like that. Like time travel always <laughs> is messed up.
1: I think it always likes to deal with the concept of free will. And are you really free if you know what's going to happen? Obviously not. Um, And free will is only free will if you are free to make your decisions without knowing what the outcome is or without knowing exactly how it's going to play out. And um, that is what. I think you're right in that Peter's world was not uh, not Peter's world. Um Miguel. No, not Miguel. I'm ugh, There's too many of these spider people. There's
0: too many um. M named Spider-Men too. Miguel and Miles are yeah. too similar.
1: Well, that's just two. The rest are all Peter's. <laughs> yeah. Or, or some variation of Parker. Remember parked car? Peter parked car, the talking car, Spider-Man? That was fucking baddie.
0: I <laughs> was not ready for that. I saw the car and I was like, oh, it's Spider-Man. Wait, why is he talking?
1: And then it said parked car. Stop. Because a Parker is a person and a parked car is parked. Ugh, it's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? The Mambatum world. I don't think that world is going to be destroyed. Um because Miles didn't save Inspector Singh knowing. Yeah, he was from a different universe and he wasn't supposed to be there, but he didn't he didn't uh save him knowing that that was a canon event that no.
0: could,
1: could change uh the trajectory of that Spider-Man. He did it because it was the right thing to do. And I think also it means something that peter's world isn't destroyed. not peter jesus christ
0: miles
1: (laughs) (laughs) that miles's world isn't destroyed because if that spider came from a different dimension and bit miles then and miguel is right and that's not supposed to happen then why isn't that world ending exactly why is his world stable
0: maybe miles is dooming this earth 42 to live without a spider-man but we don't know that maybe miles's destiny was always to become spider-man and my and miguel is wrong we don't know and i really cannot wait to see what they do with that third movie what they do with the themes
1: yeah no you're very right and also that spider was number 42 so i'm sure there were other spiders that could have bit someone else
0: (laughs) so i hear i loved that because there are Two things about the first movie that I had questions about or didn't like, and that's only because I've seen that movie 50 times. Like, in the same way that I have more problems with Goblet of Fire and Prisoner of Azkaban, it's only because I've seen and read those too many times. Them more because yeah. they're
1: the best the one. ones. Yeah. Okay. Prisoner of Azkaban? Oh, so good.
0: But a- anyway. <laughs> so The Spider That Bit Miles, it had a tattoo of 42 on it. In the original movie, and I was like, why is that? Is that the 42nd Spider-Man? Or is that the 42nd Spider? (laughs) We've been talking about Spider-Man for too long. But no, it's because (laughs) that spider comes from Earth 42. And maybe there's other spiders from other universes that they were experimenting on.
1: But that doesn't make sense to me. Why would the Earth... First of all, why would that Earth know its number? the people who made that spider why would they know that number and second of all why would they tattoo that on the spider and if it was this world if it was Miles's world that tattooed that number on the spider 42 why like and they pulled from let's say that was the 42nd spider that they pulled from other dimensions or that was the 42nd dimension that they somehow contacted how would they know that that is the correct number because Miguel also calls it 42. Maybe I'm thinking about it too much. I I
0: could be thinking about it too much too, but I could have sworn in that sketch flashback it had uh, the female Dr. Octopus saying, this is from Universe 42. I could be wrong though.
1: Maybe, maybe that's why, and they tattooed it to remember that this is from universe 42 maybe but even that being I, the I case <laughs> that
0: brings up more questions of how the hell did they get that spider how did they know that it was yeah. from 42 are there other and spiders the spider yeah.
1: yeah yeah because like maybe well because Miles' world had a spider-man had peter parker so maybe they were trying to recreate spider-man to put it on to put him on their side and have him them be able to control a spider-man they got a radioactive spider from somewhere maybe who knows
0: i i have no idea
1: lots lots of good speculation lots of questions we got
0: i can't think of too much else to say other than the fact that obviously it's not as good of a movie as the first as just one solid satisfying experience you know that first movie not
1: trying to be
0: no and, it's, and I clearly cannot judge this movie on any case because we haven't seen all of it. We gotta wait a year to mm-hmm. see the conclusion of this story arc. But I mean, that being yeah. said, Gwen really gets a satisfying conclusion to her character arc for this movie. I'm trying to think.
1: Yeah, with her, with her um, confronting her father and him quitting being a police captain. I really liked, and so that he won't die. I really liked all of that. Um,
0: the more that I think about it, it kind of is a satisfying experience. If you look at it as Gwen's movie, if you forget Miles's journey entirely, mm-hmm. like as as an experience, if you watch Gwen, it's really satisfying. So yeah, I was wrong. I don't think, good.
1: I don't think you need to forget Miles's journey. I think it's still satisfying as a movie because – Movies can have, you know, cliffhangers to set up other movies. And Miles' story, while it is very important in this film, it is not the focus. Gwen's is. And you're right, her arc... I, w- I wouldn't say her arc concludes, but this part of her story concludes. And
0: She's now, I don't know, a leader? I don't know if that's the right word, yeah, yeah. but she's leading so. a team.
1: I mean, her her journey through the arachnid human (laughs) whatever the fuck it's called the spider verse with all the other spider people uh as a part of that team and leaving her father and coming out as spider man spider woman to her father like those things are all dealt with and she you know leaves miguel's team and starts something of her own starts her own team She's the Nick Fury of this world. <laughs> yes,
0: you're right. <laughs> but I I don't know. There's not much more to say. I loved this movie nope. from beginning to end. I didn't feel the runtime yep. at all.
1: Me neither. I didn't feel it at all.
0: <laughs> By the time we got to that third act and Miles is swinging in the rain with that trippy like dream sequences behind him. I was like, this feels like it's coming to an end and I do not want it to.
1: No, it was really good also one thing i want to talk about they played with spider-man physics so goddamn well and so much like the amount of time that what was that scene where gwen and miles were sitting upside down on the building and you just saw the entire city from upside down and i was sitting there and i was like this is spider-man this is something that movie spider-man no matter how much I love them, could never do. Because this is just, this is what you want.
0: It's jaw-dropping. And nothing crazy so action is even happening in that scene. And that is probably the most beautiful scene in the whole movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not animation-wise, but just...
1: Emotionally, visually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of beautiful scenes. Like we were saying before, everything in Gwen's world was I was
0: beautiful. driving home with my girlfriend after watching this, and we were having this conversation. I don't think this movie has that what's-up danger moment that is the greatest moment in cinema. But then again, I think this movie is chocked full with those moments. And the reason why you can't really point them out is because they're so many of them just emotionally poignant and the animation is just going off when spider-man is going up to that 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 highway to the moon and yeah the camera train there's so many moments where the camera is just following spider-man and you have a hard time following the chaos that is happening whether it's spots portals or just following from car to car it is Mm -hmm. amazing and I wish I could just watch yeah. those scenes on loop.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I was going to say, I think it's so funny that you said that exact scene because when you said there's no what's up danger moment because there's too many of them. That's the exact scene that I thought of. I was like, oh, the highway when he's going up on the train to the moon or whatever. And then he's like, I just lured all your Spider-Men away from. <laughs> and I was like,
0: he's like, I'm not going to let amazing. anyone tell me who I can or can't be.
1: And then Peter B is like. Oh, he did plan this out.
0: I am a good mentor.
1: I am a good mentor. (laughs) Well, he just beat you, so I can't be that bad.
0: (laughs) I think this movie is perfect. Obviously, I'm going to watch it a million more times and find something to point out where I was like, oh, I wish this was better. But as far as it goes now, it's it's a masterpiece. It's perfect. We're only going to know in a year, but sorry, you go.
1: Oh, no, I'm really upset that I'm not going to be able to see it again before I leave on Monday. And I... Because I don't have enough time and I just... I want to see it again. It's so good.
0: I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to watch this one in IMAX. Beyond the Spider-Verse, which is the title of the third movie, I am going to watch an IMAX. I am going to leave my state, which does not have an IMAX theater, and go find one.
1: You should come here. There's, We can go to Universal IMAX and see it together. Let's see it together. Fuck <gasps> yes. 100%.
0: <laughs> I need to.
1: That's, yeah. No, it is a movie that you want to see on the biggest screen possible. Yes.
0: And that's probably the biggest compliment you can give to this movie. A sequel to an amazing animation extravaganza. Like, do they beat it? And as animation goes, yes go watch it on the biggest screen you can find.
1: I I mean as far as beating the uh, the first movie, I wouldn't say it beats it. I mean like do I like it more? Yes. <laughs> is it is it more fun? No, they're both fun, they're different movies. They're fundamentally different movies because one is an origin story and this is this is a the other one was multiversal, but this is a multiversal masterclass, I think. It is not an origin story at all, and that makes for a very different movie. It's It looks like it's the beginning of a team-up, but also it's... Honestly, I think it's the opposite of an origin story. What's the opposite of an origin story? It's like Gwen's story dealing with her fallout. Yes. And Miles is too. It's 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 dealing with fallout.
0: As a superhero a and just like I was saying before, you make decisions and you have to live with those consequences. And that's what this movie's about.
1: With great power.
0: Oh my god.
1: Responsibility. <laughs> you did it. And with that, thank you. And with that, I think we're going to head out.
0: This has been Just Cuz. Go cause. watch Across the Spider-Verse. It's great.
1: Do it. Do it, you loser. And have a good day. Yes, have a good day.
0: And I'll sign off with, it's a metaphor for capitalism.